0: Welcome back to the Life, Learning, and Success Podcast with David Schumann. This week we have Rial Andrews on, world-renowned actor, daytime soap star, nutrition expert, and entrepreneur. We'll take a look at what it's like to be an entrepreneur within a company, and he always talks about being a champion. You will get to find out everything about Rial Andrews, what makes him so successful in acting, life, health, and business, next on the Life, Learning, and Success Podcast.
1: Uh, This is David Schumann here for the Life, Learning, and Success Podcast. We're on with one of my most inspirational people, and that's part of what we're going to cover today, as well as health and nutrition and a bunch of other topics, but motivation and inspiration is his forte uh with Real Andrews. Real, how's
2: everything going? Great, David. I'm really excited and uh honored to be here and uh I'm just excited to be able to uh be part of your podcast and make a difference, man. And,
1: and making a difference is exactly what you do. I got to know Real uh from my NUC combines over the years. Uh for many years he was with a company called Advocare now was with a, a company called Isagenix, um, and making a big difference in people's lives, and, and we'll talk a lot about that. But I want I want to get a little bit into the the backdrop of your story because we always start this with really getting to know uh, the person that has become the person he is today. So t- tell me a little bit about uh, you know where you were raised and, and, and your background, growing up in Canada
2: yeah I'm um, from british, beautiful british columbia b c north vancouver b c um i grew up you know i was uh i graduated from a class of about twelve hundred i was the only african american so you can imagine how much fun that was um you know just uh that was a little different but you know it was it was
0: i had a good life
2: growing up you know my mom was a single mom uh mm-hmm. Dad left me when I was young, but you know, I had another role model who stepped in and as, as a you know, I always do as my dad and so that was always a blessing. You know, and those really are what made me who I am. You know, my mom always told me, Don't dream, dream big and my dad pretty much instilling in me that there's, you know, no such word as can't. Um and uh, you know, that being edified by actually a football coach of mine as well that uh, You know, and that's kind of how I grew up and just always dreaming big and just, you know, it started for me uh, just little things. You know, I'd do little things and just prove that there really wasn't anything I couldn't do. And those things, you get bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, to where it came like, um, you know, um, I remember uh, one of my first things was, uh, you know, my big thing, I guess, was, uh, you know, I didn't achieve that one.
0: But I remember
2: um, back then in the day, David, you probably remember this was, I I believe you would know this for sure. I was just talking to someone about this the other day. So, was Grant Pure, was he not the first African American uh, hockey player he was, wasn't he? I believe so. Yeah, I believe he was too. So, back in the day when I was a little kid, I wanted to be the first African American hockey player because there was none. But I, I couldn't skate, I was terrible. And, uh, you know, I, I had to use the boards and other people to stop. But I was on a mission. And, you know, I, I went to a private school, St. George's private school for boys. And so everybody got to play, you know, and the coaches didn't know what to do with me. And they were like, well, let's put him in goal 'cause because he doesn't really have to skate. He can just stand there. It can't be that bad. Well, my first game, we win the, we win the faceoff, if you can picture this, David, and here comes the puck. From center ice slowly back towards the goal, all the way under my stick and into the goal, first play of the game, so needless to say that was my short career as a as a hockey player I didn't go much, but my my first big thing was you know becoming an actor, you know, and uh I remember when I decided that that's what I was going to do. my original dream was to make the eighty four Olympics as a sprinter. And I pulled my hamstring at 13, and and I started getting these small acting parts. Uh, There was no African-American stuntman back then in Canada. Uh, And uh, uh, my first acting role, I, I got this guy came out, and I remember I was sitting in the makeup chair, and they bring in this guy, and they say, hey, can you stand up a second? And I stood up next to him, and they said, yeah, that'll work. Next thing I know, about an hour and a half later, in comes this guy all made up in black makeup and had an afro on. I had hair at the time and that was my stunt double and also the beginning of a great relationship. His name was Jacob Rupp, and uh he was one of the top guys in Stunts Canada out there and you know, I had an athletic background and he said, Would you you know, do you ever think about doing stunts? You know, you can make a lot of money doing this, you know, and I was like, Oh, whatever, I'm down you know, I was young at the time, and, um, so I, I, started doing that, and I became the first African-American stuntman in Canada, I and a guy Clark Thompson, kind of simultaneously, and of course, I got every role, every bad guy role, I got, you know, because every bad guy back then, of course, was black, so, you know, I would get the role because I was black, and I could do stunts, so I could say one or two lines, and get blown up, or get beat up, or throw a punch, or, or whatever, and then, um, When I decided, I started getting bigger and bigger roles. And then it came to a point where I said, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this right and I'm going to go get with the best of the best and I'm just going to move down to L.A. and get into classes and stuff and do all that. But I remember somebody saying, because at the time there really wasn't any work for African-American actors, Um, and even in that industry, I remember somebody saying to me, dude, don't waste your time. There's no work for black actors, and only 3% make a living. And, you know, those are the kind of things when people say that to me, I'm like, okay, good, then I'll be part of the 3%. You know, I mean, I immediately gravitate that way, David. And so it was little things that got bigger and bigger and bigger, and that's kind of just how I roll. And now I flipped it where what my passion is, what my why is, is that I have a dream that everybody will believe in themselves to the point to know that they're not just here taking up space on this earth, that they all have a gift and they all have a calling, and I'm on a mission to help people to see that because that makes me really, really, to just walk around thinking that they're just here taking up space, that they're just, just, you know, just not important, you know, And, and that's kind of where I've become full circle, and that's kind of what I do,
1: you know? I, and I think that's amazing, and I want to touch on a couple of things. First of all, how, how, how were your parents, um, your mother and, and your, uh, I guess it was your stepfather, but he really raised you, but how, how were those people, what was their outlook on things um, that kind of shaped that real positivity that you have? What, what, what was their kind of approach to life?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that you're absolutely right, that does shape who you are. Well, you know, my mom, like I said, she was a, a single mom, you know, and I remember times like, you know, she put me in a private boys' school, okay? And which we certainly couldn't afford. And these are things I know in, in hindsight, of course. And um but she wanted me to to have the best. You know, so she at one time she had three jobs, and back in the day you could do this kind of stuff. I don't think you can do this kind of stuff anymore. But one of her jobs, she was a hairstylist. She was a bank teller, and um, I forget what the other job was. But when she was a bank teller, because she couldn't get anybody to babysit me, she used to take me to work, and I used to be under the – under, if you can picture this, like where her feet would go, um, you know, behind the counter – and that's where she would keep me during the day so that she could do the what she needed to do to help me to be able to have the life that she wanted to have. I mean, I remember things. I ran barefoot, David, until grade 7 in track uh, we couldn't afford a pair of track shoes. In fact, my first pair of track shoes meant so much to me, I actually have them sitting right there. My very first pair of track shoes, they have these grass spikes on them. Um, you know, and of course, I have moments with my kids where I'm like, you know, because kids today are so, for lack of a better word, spoiled, and I'm like, guys, i got my first pair of track shoes still there. You could put them on right now They're in such good condition. You know, my mom used to make me track suits. Um, my mom, you know, would do anything for me to, to have a better life. And you know what was amazing about my mom, David, is that my mom, like I said, my original dream was to make the 84 Olympics as a sprinter. And she did everything possible to make sure that I could have every opportunity, working three jobs, doing whatever. And when that time came in my life, when I chose that I was going to become an actor, it wasn't the, ah, I've killed myself, I've given up everything I have for you, and now you're going to throw it all away. It was immediately, this, without even skipping a beat, what can I do to help you? Just, like, immediately. That was, like, what could I do to help you with that new dream? You know? And my dad, who I know is my dad, my stepdad, was just... Um... Sorry. Sorry. <sighs> my dad was a boxer. My dad was a hero, you know. He was like, he was just a champion, and there was nothing he couldn't do, and you know, he just, and that's how I grew up, you know. I just grew up watching that and living through that, and and just, I mean, he was stoic, you know, right to the point when my dad was sixty-two when he got Parkinson's. And uh, he died at 87. When we were, when he was in, going down that final road, you know, when things were just really ugly, that uh, I remember we we had a meeting, and I finally got to meet his doctor for the first time. And I remember sitting there, me and my mom and a couple people were making those the decisions that you have to make. And the doctor said, you know, your dad was quite amazing, you know. He lived much longer than most people ever would live on Parkinson's. I mean, he had Parkinson's for over 20 years. And I remember me and my mom looking at each other because in our world, we only knew my dad to get Parkinson's at 73. So he was such an amazing man, David, and this is is why I just as I come out of surgery, why I'm, up and walking two days later because that's the implant, that's the imprint that I have in my life. That kind of a person who gets Parkinson at 62 and so proud and so stoic and so strong that the woman that's sleeping next to him and is dead for 11 years doesn't even know it because he's hiding it. And you know, when I look back and I, I, I didn't live there and I go back and visit, I was just chuckle to myself because I go, you know, my dad, I'd come back, and all of a sudden, my dad was this magician. He had all these card tricks, and he had all these coin tricks, and he was always putting these coins and doing these things, and he had this little place, and he'd always lean. And when I look back, I just go, man, he was he was hiding the shapes. <laughs> amazing. That's amazing. Sorry, yeah, sorry, dude. But, oh, that's so that. That's the kind of imprint I have, and that's what makes me who I am, you know. When you have that kind of strong character people in your life, you know, that's why I am who I am today. I think, you know, the amazing
1: strength and support that uh, that your parents provided for you you know, you, you see nowadays, and, and this is really, really true, and I'm sure you deal with this with your own children, right? Uh, your children maybe had a little bit more than, you know, than you had growing up, and um, strength and support also has to kind of be reminded on your children every single day because the world's a little different, but back then, that strength and support really grew, could provide a tremendous foundation for for someone like yourself to... to have the, I mean, for lack of a better word, the confidence to tackle everything that you have to deal with in life. And I think,
2: uh,
1: and I want to transition into this, uh, you know, before we talk about the entrepreneurship stuff that you do, and I call it entrepreneurship because you do something unique. I, and, you know, and I, I always think I'm a very good entrepreneur, but I've always struggled with something that you're great at, which is the entrepreneurship. And, um, uh, I, I think the uh, the acting and the ability to go and, and become an actor and and it's such a competitive field and most people's and parents' natural inclination is to say you're right don't waste your time doing that you know go be an engineer doctor lawyer take the take the potential sure bet use your brain and I and I think we'll get to this later but you went after your passion and thereby. At the time, that was your main passion, and thereby became successful. Um, now, let, one of the things I do want to ask, with respect to to the acting component, because I, I think uh, not that we have a, t- a tremendous amount of actors that are part of our following, but I think it's it's valuable because athletes and actors seem to have a correlation there. How did you navigate those very difficult waters of rejection? And then how did you find opportunities in the acting space? And for people who don't know, uh, uh, Rial went on to be an actor for a very long time, steady work, which is very hard to find in acting, uh, with uh, General Hospital, if I'm not um, mistaken. Um, and he was there for, and he'll, he'll expand upon for a very long time, uh, getting a steady paycheck in a, in a field that is very unsteady. So... I, I know it's a lot, but uh, maybe you can attempt to answer that.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely, and yeah, I was on GH for close to ten years. I'm actually um, on on um, Days of Our Life now, playing an amazing character, Hell. So that's very exciting. But yeah, you know, um, that's a phenomenal question, David. And you know, just to lay the ground a little bit so people understand, because I think it's important. You know, because I've shared this in coaching. This, the average person goes to, to school, then they go to college. And, and, and the, the average person has maybe three to four, I think you would agree, David, what I call the big interview. Oh, this is it, honey. If I get this job, they go out, they buy the nice suit, they get up all done. It's like this is what I've worked for, this is what I've gone to school for, everything, man, this is, this is going to be a game changer. We'll be able to buy that house. You know, you maybe have two or three of those in your life. You know, and it's either a yes or a no. And so you really only have to deal with that big rejection. You know, hopefully never. Hopefully you get off a great start. So that's that's absolutely right. You have that big, this is it, this could be the one, this is it. If I get this, this is everything I've worked on. Sometimes you do that three, four times a day, five times a week. You know, so you're right. How do you keep picking yourself up and, and going, you know. Um character. You know, the character I I got from my parents. Um, something I was able to tap into real early is 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 just I didn't know what it was at the time, I know what it is now, purpose and a why, you know, um a calling, you know. These are things that I just I was driven, man. And I was just like I, I had such a mindset, David. Now, you know, for a while there, I'd say, you know what, I wouldn't recommend it, but, you know, as I'm going through a journey that I'm going in right now, I don't know that I wouldn't recommend it because I'm, I have an all-in attitude, and and I know you do too. It's like if I'm going to do something, it's not. let me see if this works. No, I'm all-in, and, and, and I had that, it's like burn the boat. I don't know if you read that book, you know, all-in, it's a great book. If you haven't read that, read that book, all-in, it's a phenomenal book, but, you know, there's history where that guy, you know what I'm talking about, he took those guys over there and they, they sailed over there in a big boat. I, forget, I think maybe it was Christopher Columbus or somebody. Don't hold me to that. History is not my thing, but it's a famous. It is historic. And they were going in there to do battle with somebody, and when all the, the warriors got off the boat and ran up the hill to go to war, they looked back and the boat was burning. Because to him, that was it, guys. We're not going back. We're going in. And when I was doing the acting, like I said, I didn't really know what I was doing then, but I, 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 the attitude I had was when I moved to Hollywood, I had this thing in my mind. I was not getting a menial job because to me that meant I failed. And let me tell you something. There were times when I didn't have 25 cents. Back then you could get a stamp to send a letter home. I mean, there were tough times. I was a 17-year overnight success, okay, 17 years. And then I got that big break on General Hospital, so there was a lot of, you know. But I had that.
1: I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. I was all in, and I was just. Can, can I? Can I'm, I inter? inter-, inter- how, how do you? Because many people, okay, when they get to that point, right? You know, 17 years overnight success. What do you do on a daily basis to keep yourself plugging away on, you know, on your dream? Well, what are some of the techniques you do on your mind, and, and some of the actual um, actions you do to keep yourself focused when you know what you're—it's you, you hard to rub two nickels together, but you have this dream you're pursuing.
2: Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, you, you just have to know that this is what you really want. And I guess it's what I'm passionate about now, helping people to know that they do have a calling. And if that's your calling, you need to go after your dream because, you know, and, and just stay focused on your dream, I guess, and believe it in yourself. You know, then there's going to be stuff that you're going to do. Like for me, it's working out, okay? For me, it's working out. Maybe it dancing. for you. For me, it's personal growth. That's huge, I'm constantly, constantly downloading books. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a big reader, but I, I listen to audiobooks all the time. You know, I'm not a big fan of, I, for lack of better words, I'd say I would say it's a waste of time to me. Now, don't get me wrong, I do like my little, you know, um, house music, you know, clean house music, and my worship gospel music every now and then. Um, when, I, but, but that's after I've listened to some good personal growth taste, some good worship music, you know, some good. So I think feeding the soul, I guess, David, is important. Surrounding, this is huge. Surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Being very, this is one of the things I teach right now, I tell people, especially my younger kids, and I know it's a really hard concept to get because they're not like you and me, David, and they're young and they're minded. But I try to say, please. My desire is that you learn from me, that you don't have to wait to be fifty three to figure it out. That you don't have to wait till you say, Rail told me so. You know, but you need to be like I tell people, write out your ten commandments. Just like a corporation, just like David Schumann Enterprise, you have you have certain things that you stand for. When you go to the NEC Combine, you know that there's a certain standard that people expect. Well, what are your standards? I tell people. You know, for me, like it's no bullying. No negativity. must be somebody who's healthy, no smoking, not in the party. must be a family man. Um, you know, these are certain things that I've written down. I have written down I have to, If you don't meet those things, I'm not mad at you. I'm not angry, but dude, I'm 53. I've got three beautiful kids in a wife, and I'm trying to change the world. I don't want to leave a legacy that is going to change millions of lives. I don't have time. life's too short to hang out with people who aren't going in the same direction as me. And I try to tell people that that's huge. Because if you're hanging around a bunch of people that are like, dude, don't waste your time, let's go party tonight. Uh, they do. They're going to pull you down. You need to be around people that are saying, dude, you're a star, dude, you're a rock star, you are amazing, you've got this man, you're a champion. And they're trying to better their life in the same way. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. You know, one of the things that, that I found,
1: I mean, I actually, it, it's funny, right, you talk about um, success, and I, I talk about that I feel like I'm at a crossroads, okay, so I feel like I've gotten a tremendous amount of success from my drive and, and hard work, and um uh been able to build a platform, and you know what I feel like at the end of the day, I feel like it's not enough, so I started to move and to figure out new ways, and that's why I we're doing this podcast, And and what I felt was enough what would have been great 10 years ago is not even close to great now. And I'll tell you what's really interesting. People who I loved hanging around with five, even five years ago, okay, don't necessarily fit into what I want to do now. And it's hard for people to understand this. And my, friend, you know, like I would say my college friend I I love them, but, but I've gravitated towards the most successful ones of those. Guys that I always say, I didn't even hang out with some of these guys on a regular basis when I first got to college, you know, because
2: uh, I played ball, I like
1: chasing girls, you know, uh I wanted to be around, you know, the cooler guys and all those kind of things. But as I started to find out what I wanted to be, so some of those people did not fit into that. And over the years, they've fallen by the wayside. And I can't, you know, all it ends up being is they want to gossip about negativity. And I'm trying to figure out how I can juggle having a child than a woman that I love and, and coaching. And, and I'm trying to figure out more ways to do this, to get tenfold out of what my day is. And and, and other people are like, well, I just, you know, uh, I have a job and that's what I do. And then I go home at the end of the day. And they make money. And I say, you know, even if you made Ten times the amount of money I, you make than I do, your life is not the life that I want because you're not trying to achieve something to make somebody else better, and so I think that that's, um, I, I think that's such an interesting thing that you touched on, and I want to transition into what your you know your one of your big passions is now, um, but I I you know what, what are your thoughts on you what do you think about that?
2: I mean. It, that's very powerful. There's a lot that we could probably do twelve podcasts on what you said because that's powerful and it's important. But basically, you you know you're recognizing, and you know I mean I hope that you recognize this. I'm pretty sure you do. you have a huge calling. Everybody's got a calling, but some of us have bigger callings than others. And you're being obedient to that inner voice and and the inner voice and you know. Things you got a wife now. You got a, you got a beautiful baby. You know things are changing, and these people. You know, um, it's. I've been reading a book, David, and I, I highly recommend it if you haven't read it for you yet. You, you it'll really speak to you. It's called Kingdom Men, and it's by Kingdom Tony Evans. Again? You know, you know Tony Evans, Kingdom Men. Yes. It's, I mean, basically in a nutshell, David. I mean, when I heard when I heard the description, I got goosebumps. I said, "I need, to, I need to read this." But the description is: Kingdom man is a man that when David Schumann wakes up and puts his feet on the ground, the devil goes, "Oh crap, not David!" You know, a kingdom man is when David moves, Earth, Heaven, and Hell recognize it. And the world needs kingdom men right now. The world needs men to step up and be who we're called to be, and that's really what you're talking about. You're here and you're calling, and you know what? And, and it's an awesome and it's a beautiful thing, and I wouldn't feel bad about it, buddy. I would just, you know, it, it's important, and it's important. Listen, here's the deal. You're, you're not, that's human nature that you feel bad about your friends and stuff like that, but here's the deal. That, You know what? You need to lead for them so that they, they, they will – I like to say this. You know, you can either get on my train now or I'll come back and get you. But I'm looking for people that are ready to rock and roll right now because we've got to change the world. You can't go win – David, you know this. You can't go win a football game with the, with the, with the, with the fans. You've got to have right. your best quarterback, your best center. You, got, you know, then we'll, we'll go to the Super Bowl and then we'll all come back together and have some fun. But we're we're talking about the world needs some serious people right now to step up, and and that's what what, what you're feeling, and and, and it's an amazing thing, and and I'm I'm excited for you. And, you know, you're feeling frustrated. Here's what I will tell you, and I hope I get this right, but this has been a big shifter for me, David, and uh, what you just shared with me and made me think of this. Um, um, Most people, they want to do more to be something so they can have more okay and it and you're never going to be satisfied i think it's called do be have i hope i got that right where you want yeah. to get to the point where you want to switch it is where you want to be so you can have and you'll do less and once you just get to know who david is who rail is whoever you are and you know who you are you're calling then because it's like you know you know what it is? Like, you know, like if you go buy a new car, you got that car, you're all excited, but within two weeks, dude, it's got the kids spill some stuff over it, and you're already looking at another car. So if you're always doing things to have more stuff, you're never going to be satisfied. So you maybe just want to spend some time and just focus on and, and get in touch with who you are because you're an amazing person, David, and, 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 then, and then, then you'll get more uh, more satisfied, I think. Uh,
1: absolutely. And, I had, and this this podcast has been incredible. We've interviewed some incredible people and I encourage you to take a look. You go on iTunes after you're done with yours uh, when I, we get it up there tomorrow. I, I want to talk about your um, isogenics and what you're doing. And, and for those out there who don't know, Riala left I, AdvoCare, which was a great organization, which she was one of the top uh, guys, distributors there at Avicare, and he used to come to every single one of our events, and he had teams of people that would come and provide Avicare products, and left cold turkey for Isogenics. and Rial is a big, not just healthcare uh, uh, nut, <laughs> but he also really believes in training people, and I watch his videos on Facebook Live and developing people. T- tell me what you love about isogenics. Tell me what um, you know. What it what it's like to be an entrepreneur in the organization. So, an entrepreneur is someone obviously who's an entrepreneur within an organizational structure. Uh, so, t- tell me a little bit more about those kind of things. Those two things. Um,
2: yeah, that's awesome. Entrepreneur is that a word, David, or did you make it up? Because I kind of like entrepreneur it's actually it's actually many years
1: ago when i was uh when I first was in technology, they would say guys would come up with ideas it's a big a big deal in the technology space you know um and guys would come up with businesses within a business right so or or come up with uh, instead of just going to work every day they had the freedom to um build businesses or profit centers within their company. And we used to call those guys uh, intrapreneurs. And my goal when I first worked for other people was to be a successful intrapreneur, to think about everything as my own business within the company and thereby I would be successful. Instead of just thinking, okay, Mr. So-and-so pays me a check every two weeks and, uh, you know, I get that paycheck, I do my job. I always think being an entrepreneur now you own, even though you don't own the company, you're leveraging the company to then make yourself successful. Wow, that's
2: awesome. Um, yeah, I like it. I was actually getting ready to do some new business cards. I was wondering what I was gonna put on and I might I might borrow it. I like it. Okay. Um yeah, so first thing is, you know, like like you said, Avocare was a huge part of my life. Uh, we love Avocare, it's been amazing for our family. We've had an amazing extraordinary life. We've we've been staying home parents for ten years and You know, I just have nothing but the greatest of things to say for the company and everything. But, you know, it's just like, you know, and I want to say because it's it's no different than, you know, sometimes people have career changes, just like I went from general hospital to, you know, days of our lives. You know, it doesn't mean that, you know, general hospital is any, you know, good, bad, or better, you know. And a lot of people want to try to put that label on it. So I just want to say that, you know, it wasn't, for me it was, you know, there were a few things that were important. One most important was it was a tough time for me to go through what I went through with my dad and really not be able to share with them what direct sales allows us to be able to do, which allows us to have an extraordinary life and life on our own terms because, you know, Advocare wasn't in Canada. So that was tough for me. It was a hard thing because I'm living the life that I'm living, but I couldn't help the two most people that were most dear to me, you know, and a lot of my friends. So you know, when 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 I was introduced to isogenics, um, you know, um, I just found for me the products were superior. That you know, for me they worked. I mean, you know, the results are. You oh, know, if you look at my Facebook, I'm 53. I got ads. I never had ads like that, and I was excited about that. You know, and 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 I was excited about to be able to help my mom and that. And and you know, they're also you know in um, uh, we're in 11 different countries, going into 12. And you know, vision is to be worldwide, and, you know, my vision, as I shared with you earlier on the podcast, is I want to leave a legacy where I help millions and millions and millions of lives long after I've gone across the world. And so it was just a better fit for me at this time in my life on on all levels. And I just, you know, the culture, you know, um, I'm blessed that I'm on an amazing team. You know, when we talk about I'm very selective right now about my inner circle. Um, you know, the people I surround myself with, you know. And it's just, for me, it was just, it was the right choice, you know. Um, and 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 the vehicle for me right now to be able to build an extraordinary life, continue building an extraordinary life. I, I'm just intrapreneur, entrepreneur, entrepreneur uh, whatever you are. I mean, direct sales is the way to go. Dude. I mean, it's just, because you control your own legacy. You control your own if you want more, you work more. You know, it's like, you know, it's one of my sayings is I don't make excuses, I don't take them. So I love that. You know, because if things aren't going well, guess what I do, David? I look in the mirror. <laughs> you know, and 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 I think because of the way my dad taught me and brought me up, that works well for me. You know, and and I, and I, there's no lid. Um. You know, I'm doing what I'm passionate about. I'm changing lives. You know, the the company's vision, the company's mission is to free people of physical and financial pain while building the world's largest health and wellness company um, and creating a vehicle that, you know, if you so desire, you can have an extraordinary life. And this is my favorite thing, doing what you want with whomever you want, whenever you want. And that's really what life should be about. And that brings me back to why I'm passionate about helping people to say, wake up, you're a champion, you know. And I tell people, I will believe in you until you believe in yourself. I see it. It makes me sad. It really does. It makes me, you know, when you, they think, you know. you know. And, and I will tell you this, David, on another note, right. When I was a pizza delivery boy, I was the best pizza delivery boy there could be. That was my mindset. I'm not even joking. I go to work every day. I wouldn't go to work going, oh, I'm just a pizza delivery boy. No. I said, if I'm going to be a pizza delivery boy right now, I'm going to be the best pizza delivery boy there is. I'm going to be the fastest guy to get my orders there the fastest. I'm going to do everything with excellence, and that's how I work. When I was washing windows, I'm going to be the best window washer there is. When I was cleaning those greasy, yucky, stupid floors, <laughs> At night, and especially in those Chinese restaurants where the grease is so thick that the brushes wouldn't even turn, ah, that was bad. Dude, I brought some piranhas. I brought some (laughs) – oh, my God, David. I brought some prawns home one day. We were cleaning this Chinese restaurant, and we were in the fridge, and they had some prawns that they – I said, I had piranhas back then. I brought those prawns home, and I threw them in my fish tank to the piranhas. The piranhas wouldn't even touch them. Wow. Yeah, but anyway, I went a little sideways. But basically, I try to tell people, you know, these are some of my sayings. There's no such word as C-A-N-T. They will become who you are. You know, I don't make excuses. I don't take them. You know, do things with excellence. I say that every day in my class. Do things with excellence. I say to my class, why? And they know. They say, because it has your signature on how do you want to be remembered? I tell people that like, every time, this could be the last time. We've all been there. Everybody listening to this podcast, I'm sure, has at least one person in their life who went home to be with the Lord way before it was expected. So to me, it's like, it sounds kind of morbid, I guess, or hardcore or whatever, but that's how I've moved my life. When I wake up and I open my eyes, I look around. Oh, awesome. Thank you, Jesus. I've been blessed with another day on this earth.
0: And then I go
2: and I just roll like it's my last day, until so I go back to bed because it could be. And I do everything with excellence the best I can. Am I perfect? Hell no. Do I make mistakes? Oh, yeah, a lot. You know, but I'm always striving to be the best I can be.
1: I think I want to leave on that because it was that was extraordinarily special. Um If you could give me two things before we get off, and this is for the people who follow you from a health and fitness standpoint, two things people can do right now to improve their health and fitness.
2: Two things. Choose. Choose. Make a choice to have a better life. And and then just show up. Show up at a gym, show up at a, uh, you know, a program. Get get with a coach, get with a program. Just choose and show up. That's it. Don't overthink it. Just make a decision. Today, my life will be different forever. Today, I'm going to lose this weight. Today, you know, whatever that choice is, and then just show up. Find a coach. Find a gym. Find something. Find a program. Reach out to me if you want, you know. You, you can reach out to me at um, www.joincoachrayal.com if you want to c- contact me. Or, you know, I- I'm here to help. Reach out to me on my Facebook, Facebook, uh, Facebook.com Coach. I think it's Coach Rayal Andrews. Facebook.com Coach Andrews. You know, get in touch with me, David. Reach out to David. David's an awesome coach, okay. So just choose and show up. That's it. Choose and show up.
1: Unbelievable, unbelievable interview. I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I believe in everything you're doing and and I thank you for taking the time to to share that with my vast audience. I really do. Those you can see more, we'll have everything up on the podcast at NUC Football and you can find Real Andrews. Give that website address again, Real.
2: Yeah, you can. Well, my main site where you can find everything, think of the mothership, is just my name, com. You know, you can also reach out to me specifically at joincoachrael.com, or find me on Facebook. Facebook is my Facebook is uh, just facebook.com, Coach Rail Andrews.
1: Rail, well, thanks so much for coming on. And like
2: you always says,
1: people've got to become a champion. And you've got to take those steps to do that, and everybody has a champion in them.
2: That's right, guys. I'll believe in you so you believe in yourself. My hashtag right now, David, is hashtag Tabejo T-E-B-V-E-O, and that's Spanish for I see you, which means I see you. I see your greatness in you. I believe in you. I will believe in you so you believe in yourself. Let's get this done, guys.
1: All right. Thank you very much, Rial. Have a great day.
2: You too. God bless.
0: That's a wrap for the Life, Learning, and Success podcast with Real Andros. I hope you enjoyed it. If you do, make sure you check me out on iTunes and the Life, Learning, and Success podcast. Give us some great comments and hopefully five-star rating. The more we get it, the better it helps to get our podcast more popular and reach more people. Thank you and have a great day. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club